Welcome to the All-American Chapel Protestant Service Podcast. This week's sermon will be given by Chaplain Eddie Cook. All-American Chapel, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing as you are able and turn with me in your scripture to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. That's found on page 1784 in your pew Bible. Again, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 31, found on page 1784. Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts from one bo- form one body, so it is with Christ. For we will all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, there would be, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were one part, all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment but God has put the body together giving great honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other if one part suffers every part suffers with it if one part is honored every part rejoices with it Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, all all our prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And 
you may be seated. Amen. Amen. God has called us higher, called us deeper in service and love and worship to him, and we're his all of our lives. Let me ask you a question. Who thought about your big toe as you were coming in here today? Probably not many, unless it was hurting. I remember when I was a young lieutenant, persistent and frugal, and I'm still very frugal, I had a pair of boots, and the insoles weren't that comfortable. These were the old black boots. It was stamped around the top, 1977. Not that I was a lieutenant in 1977. Not far off from there, but this pair of boots had a pair of insoles that was plastic. Some of y'all remember those. And on the insole, it was written, do not boil, because it would get dirty, and in the field, you had your canteen cup. You're tempted to heat up a canteen cup of water and clean it out. It was one of those, so you can imagine it wasn't the most orthopedic insole that you could have. And we had a road march one day, and we were in a hurry. We didn't have time to stop, and I didn't want to be the, the young lieutenant who was stopping people up because I was having an issue, because that insole was creeping down into the bottom of my boot and getting bunched up around my big toe. And my big toe started hurting, but I thought, okay, we can, we can gut this out. About halfway through, that insole was so far onto my big toe, it was wearing the skin off. Until, by the end of that road march, all the skin was off of my big toe. And it hurt. I tell you, I thought about my big toe every step of that march, and thought about my big toe every step for the next couple months after that as it was healing up. Wow, and if my big toe could talk, it would be screaming at me. What are you doing? Stop. Take care of me. My foot, you need that so bad. That big toe, you need it for balance. And when your foot hurts, your whole body hurts. We heard that in the text today. If one member suffers, the entire body suffers. Paul shared this with us. He said, I have to get my glasses out. Excuse me. Paul tells us, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? And if the whole were a hearing, where would the smelling? But God has set, has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleases. So, the big toe, if it could talk, could say, well, I'm really not that important because I'm covered up all the time. You don't think about me. And, and so there's other parts more pleasurable than the foot. But not so. And not so, church, can any member of the body of Christ. Because God has made the parts of the body, and we have over 200 bones and over 300 medically named body parts to work together with a distinct purpose and a distinct mission to fulfill the hope in which we are created. And likewise, in the body of Christ, we have members. And every single member in the body of Christ has a distinct and unique purpose and mission in order for the body of Christ to function and work as God has intended us to. So we are uniquely called with this purpose. And Paul tells us what the characteristics of this body of Christ is. He says that we are one. The body of Christ is one, the body of Christ is united, and the body of Christ is equipped. So All-American Chapel, we are one, we are united, 
and we are equipped by God to fulfill this hope in which he has created us to be. The body of Christ is one. We are unified. We're not individual free radicals operating independently. We need to be together. We need to operate in unity in relationship. So there was a philosopher named Gestalt who said that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So if we could take the quantity of impact of each of our ministry teams, if we could take this impact quantity of the AV team and the quantity of the, the children's team and the worship team, the preaching team, all the different teams and add those together into a sum, it would not equal what the whole is equal to. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We need each other and need each other to be working together, not separately. So the foot can't say to the hand, I've no need of you, or the eye to the ear, nor the big toe to the thumb. We all need every single part, just as we need every single part of the body of Christ. Where the AV team needs the music team, needs the preaching team, needs the children's team, and we're all accomplishing these functions that God has called us to, then we're moving forward with the gospel of Jesus. We see in verse 19 that if all the members, if all were one member, where would the body be? Because we all can't do the same thing. We can't all be musicians. You don't want me pulling out my high school trumpet, believe me, or running the computer. We all have God-given talents and skills for the whole body to be functioning properly the way that God has intended. But now indeed there are many members yet one body and the eye can't say to the hand I have no need of you nor again the head to the feet that I have no need of you. Now Paul says to those members those members of the body which seem weaker they are necessary. And so it's tempting sometimes to possibly think that the job that we have is is not upfront and glamorous and so forth and is not as important. Well, that's not true. We need every single member. There was a young man in Rochester, New York, James McDwayne. His friends called him J-Mac. Now, J-Mac loved basketball. He loved basketball. And he would play and play and play. And his parents put him on a little league team. But pretty soon they realized that he wasn't the same as the other kids. You see, J-Mac had autism, but he still loved to play, even though that he couldn't play on the teams. But he still helped as much as he could. He would hand out towels and get water for the people, the players. And when he was a senior in high school, he was the coach, the, or the coach's team manager. And the coach said, we're going to put J-Mac in the last game, and he's going to He's going to play and take some shots. And so the, the entire crowd knew what was going to happen, and the other team was on board. And so he came in, they threw J-Mac the ball, and he shot, but he missed. Well, that's all right. We'll keep, keep feeding him the ball. So back down the court again, they fed him the ball, and he shot again, and it was a swish, three-pointer. The crowd stood up clapping and excited, and then... Sure enough, down the court again, three points, three points. He hit seven three-pointers. He was the high scorer of the game. How much potential was there? How much potential was there? Church, now we all have our imperfections. 
And we ha all have our God-given call and talents that we are to plug into the body of Christ. And how often do we have potential that is not recognized e either because we don't apply ourselves or don't take the opportunity or are disenfranchised and don't get the opportunity? But I tell you, today, everybody's going to get your shot. You can keep it. <laughs> Amen. Everybody's going to get your shot. We're going to call up our ministry teams later. And we're going to put names to faces and faces to names and hear a little bit about what everybody does. And I've been asking you for the past couple of weeks to start praying about how God wants you to plug in what you could do for the body of Christ, what you can do with the teams at All-American Chapel. And listen to God speaking to you today as we hear his word. Because we are one. All-American Chapel, we are one. And the second characteristic of the church that Paul lays out is that we are united. We are united as a body of Christ. We're not divided. Scripture tells us that a house divided cannot stand. And if you have a house and it divides, it's going to fall down. Likewise with the body of Christ. If we have a body of Christ and it's divisions and schisms, and Paul tells us there, will be, there should be no, no schisms amongst you. That there should be no schisms, verse 25, in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another. Satan would love nothing more than to tear us apart because if the church is torn apart, then we're not going forward in synergy for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can look through the Corinthian text, look through all of the epistles in the, the scripture and see how churches were torn apart, torn apart with the Lord's Supper. How do we institute the Lord's Supper? torn apart with the person and nature of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Who is God and Jesus? And seeing churches torn apart by the administration of the gifts of the Spirit. And we can see those schisms that started first century Christianity tearing churches apart today. How many denominations do we have going this way and that? When God has called the church of Christ, his church, to be one and unified. And Paul continues... Verse 26, that if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Like my big toe. My whole body was suffering with that toe all tore up. And the body of Christ suffers when one member or a group of members are, are hurting, disenfranchised, feeling like the, in the midst of hypocrisy or not being appreciated. So many things split churches today, and everyone suffers for it. There was once a man who felt like this, and he lived off in the woods and really became a hermit. Well, the pastor knew this man was disenfranchised and hurting and unappreciated, and he went out for a visit. He went through the woods and knocked on his door, and the gentleman opened it, didn't say a word, let him in, and they sat down had a fire going and there was a log and on the side of the fireplace you see the log had burned off and had fallen and it was black and smoldering and growing cold and the, the pastor looked at the man and grabbed the fire poker and he took that piece of the log that was broken off and moved it back over to the fire and then pretty soon that piece of log that was broken off started to glow again and then it started to flame up and the pastor looked at the man, and they nodded, 
because he realized that that piece of log that had fallen off was him. Grown cold, smoldering, off to the side by himself. But when he can get back to the body, to the body of that fire, then there's a flame again for the gospel of Jesus Christ in unity with a team. Because relationship is what this is about. Relationship with God and relationship with each other. And God has equipped us with each of these pieces in order to have community with each other that we are unified in the body of Christ. So church, just as we are one in the body of Christ and we are unified in the body of Christ, God equips us. For whenever he calls us to do something, he gives us everything that we need in order to accomplish it. Think about a young child who's getting a bicycle for Christmas and they run downstairs and see under the Christmas tree rather than a bicycle, a box with a bicycle on it, a shiny, beautiful bicycle. And there's so much joy and excitement. Look, a bicycle. Get it out. Get it out. And the parent will take that box and open it up and shake it out and get 82 pieces on the ground. Now, Brother Gestalt had it right here when he said that the whole of that bicycle is more than the quantity of each of those individual parts and members. But the parent is equipped because there's a little bag of tools in there, a little Allen wrench and a, a screwdriver and different pieces that fit just the right uh, heads of, of all the pieces and starts putting that together. And then when each part fulfills the hope in which it was designed with a unique plan and creation to get that bicycle put together, to fulfill the hope of which it was created, the joy is full and it's a beautiful thing. Likewise with the Church of Christ, when each individual member, when each indi individual member of our body is doing what God has called us to do, serving as he's called us to serve, it is a beautiful thing to see the gospel of Jesus moving forward as he has intended. And God tells us in verse 28 that he has put together and pieced everything that we need. He says he's given some to be apostles, some to be teachers, some to be evangelists to do healings and, and miracles and helps and administration. But he's clear, he says, is all to be apostles, teachers, and prophets? No. Are all doing miracles, healings, administrations, and helps? No. He's given to each single person individually as he wills the gifts and talents that he intends for us to have and to demonstrate. And so this morning, All-American, we're going to take an opportunity to meet all of our teams that we have and our team leads and to give you the opportunity to plug in. Now I'm also going to give you the opportunity, if you have not already done, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God, that Jesus is God who died for your sins, from which we have our forgiveness and rose from the dead, from which we have the blessed hope of resurrection to forever be with our God. If you haven't made that commitment today, today is the day to do it. Right now, in your heart, in your seat, you can make that commitment to God. And then later after service, grab me or another chaplain, and we'll talk with you and see what the next steps are. So that's the gospel message. And that's what we are intending to do here and to take the message forth to bring people in. Okay, so I'm going to...
call up our teams at this point. If you'll look in your bulletins, this will give you a, a snapshot, and I believe on the screen we're also going to pull up some ministry teams. We're going to call them up one at a time, and then after, after the message and after our service ends, we're going to have the ministry team set up in the back just as Pastor Tim has told us, where you can come and you can talk with them. And I know you are because the donuts are strategically placed on their tables. So you can bounce around, you can meet people and, and discuss opportunities. So first, the hospitality team is headed up by Chaplain Mark Miller. Come on up, Mark. And if you're on the hospitality team, come on up with him and let's, let's meet you and put some names to some faces. All right, Mark. We can also transition over to a microphone. All right, so hospitality team. So I, as they're coming, I, when I was a, a, a young seminarian, my pastor told me when, you, when you're up front and you have the microphone, you always keep it. You never give it up because if you give it up, somebody's going to take it and just run away with what you're trying to do. But since we're calling up all chaplain leads, I know that they know how to do this. So I'm going to hand the mic off and let Mark tell you a few words about what the hospitality team does. Thanks, sir. It's a opportunity to share with you a little bit about what the hospitality team does. This is uh, Brock, Jake and Hunter Brock. Uh, they are one of the volunteers. We have Ayumi and Chris and a couple of others who are helping as well. But if you enjoy the donuts after service every Sunday, you know the gist of it. It's a time to give you a chance to fellowship, a time also to connect with other people, and a time to just simply become a more of a member of this body. So if you're interested in uh, participating in that team, we have pre-service assistance that we need setting up. We have restocking during the mad melee of people gathering donuts and getting coffee. And then we have cleanup afterward. So we are usually done and out of here no later than 1300 if you're doing the cleanup. But for the team who are currently here, I thank you for what you're doing. And for those of you who may be interested, I invite you to join us. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Hey, stay up here. If, you, if you're up for staying up, just stay over here. If you, if you need to sit down, please, by all means, have a seat right, right over there. Okay, connection team, Jesse Hunt. And anybody on the connection team that can come up? Yeah. So others, yeah, as they come forward. One of the things about the connection team, in fact, my wife and I, the reason we felt, the uh, first time we felt called to the service was we walked in the first day and we were immediately uh, encountered by people at the door handing us uh, bulletins. They were also folks that were just, well, happy to see us. We felt connected. We felt like this was a home. People that we could get to know and looked at them and said, you know, they look like pretty nice folks. We would like to get to know them. Becoming part of a community, that's what we're about. That's what the uh, table in the back is, just so people on their first visit here can come, they can take something home with the All-American Chapel name on it, and they can feel connected. Now, that's not all of it. We also have our ushers uh, who are here standing before you today, and every Sunday uh, we have volunteer ushers that kind of step forward sometimes too, but they are here, rain, snow, sleet, shine, whatever, to help to take our gifts 
what we give in the chapel tithes and offerings fund to count it, collect it, and get it to where it belongs. Again, chaplain's PCS. I come here, I stay till Uncle Sam tells me to leave, but many of you congregation members are here long before I have been here, and you will be here long after. And so in many ways, our ushers and our Connect team is able to get to know the congregation in ways that many of us won't. So it's very non-threatening. If you would like to be a part, please sign up at the table. Amen. Thank you. That'll be fine. Okay. Uh, Chaplain Dom Grady is the lead of discipleship groups. Hey, Dom. All right. So discipleship groups is more than just Sunday school. Uh, it, so I, I just wrote down the, the All-American mission is to build a vibrant community in the Fort Bragg area on the gospel of Jesus Christ through the faithful preaching of God's word. In the same way uh, that All-Americans mission is that, we partner alongside of that as a discipleship group. Second Timothy 2.2 says th these things, Paul is t telling Timothy, the things that I've entrusted to you, I want you to teach to reliable men who are also able to teach others. Discipleship is a picture of generational growth. And discipleship groups, whether that's on Sunday morning, Sunday school, or during the week, we have a Beyond Sunday that meet, meets Sunday afternoon. We have a Tuesday Bible stu study that meets in the, in the evening. All of these uh, together are people coming together to teach what they've learned and to disciple one another because uh, teaching is not just what you get from, from a sermon, but rather it's in a relationship where uh, Chaplain Wilson pours out what he's, he's learned to students in the teenager class. And as they learn, then they're able to teach others. And so I invite you to join us if you want to see growth not only in your life, but in the community as a whole. That's what we're designed to do, is to learn all that, that God has taught through the word and then to pour that out into others. And so it's a, a tremendous opportunity. So, uh, yeah, let's see some teachers. <laughs> Kelly, you're a teacher. Vincent Guzman. So some of these other teachers want to come up and join. We'd love to have you. All right. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Dom. Awesome. All right. Praise the Lord. And then we have the praise and worship team, where we have Chaplain John Ginder and Holly Smith. Come on up, guys. Amen. All right, so uh, we have the worship team. I don't think we're too much of strangers to the congregation, but... Uh, um, we have a mixture of uh, musicians and, uh, and singers that uh, we get together and just prepare uh, for Sundays. We actually got a, get a lot of a worship experience. Uh, we, we have practice on Wednesday nights and uh, have dinner together and a great time of fellowship. But really, uh, just the, the Lord starts preparing our hearts for Sunday mornings. And we, we come in pumped up on Sunday mornings ready to practice and uh, and, and to, to join in with you guys for worship on Sundays. So, uh, so if, you are, if you have a talent and a, and a calling in that area of your life, uh, we would love to have you come and, uh, and follow the Lord's call. All right, thank you very much. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We have the media and AV team. We have Daniel Werho and his media team in the, in the back. If you can break away, come on up. If you're doing instrumental things that we won't be heard and seen, then we understand. We're, we're dubbing ourselves the media engagement team. And, and really, our goal is to use all audiovisual and media 
in order to engage one another and to connect each other. Um, so we're really trying to be intentional about it. There's tons of opportunities for all of your skills, all of your abilities. Um, so if you're the type that's on your phone all the time with social media and you know how to do all those cool things like add admins to a, a group on Facebook, things like that, uh, we could certainly use your expertise and your, and your time on your mobile device uh, to help connect each other. Um, also, if you have ears, um, our sound team back there is always looking for folks to help fill in. Um, we're all over the place in terms of, of being here on Sundays, so um, it's a very intuitive system. We can teach it to you in about two to three weeks, and you'll feel pretty comfortable on it to uh, set up and run sound, so we could use your help there. And if you're an artsy-fartsy type, you can create stuff. You know how to chop up audio, visual, uh, video, and put them together in, in ways that communicate. We can certainly use your help. So we'll be back here on, the, on my left, your right, with the donuts. Amen. Remember the donut. There you go. And the sixth team that is highlighted is our children's ministry team with Chaplain Patrick Lyon. And anyone that's working with children, come on up. Good morning. My name's Patrick, and we, uh, so we've got some folks in the room still. Um, there are more uh, teaching your children right now. Uh, but come on up. So we got Miss Cook. We've got, I see some hiding, Sloan, Snyder, Levon, you know, I see you. Um, so what we do is we really want your children in here learning how to worship. So whereas there's Sunday school teaching, you know, about uh, Jesus and, get, and we've got, we, we teach how to worship uh, in an age-appropriate way. So it's not child care. Uh, there's watch care for that. What we do is, is engaging activities in, in, in worship in a dynamic way uh, for children ages 5 and 6 and then 7 through 10. And we need teachers for that. Um, you do need a background check, but uh, that goes on during service. So we don't have chapel kids on, on Sundays where we're doing communion or baptism because it's important for children to, to witness that, see that, be a part of that. But the rest of the time, they're back there uh, singing about Jesus, coloring pictures, uh, all types of wonderful activities, and, and we could use you. Amen. Thanks, Patrick. All right, guys. So it looks like a pretty full stage, and it is, but there's a lot more room. There's room for everyone here to find a ministry to plug into right here at All-American Chapel. As, as we've been asking you to pray for the past few weeks on what, where is God striking your heart of how you can plug into ministry and plug into ministry here at All-American and throughout the week, how God is going to use you with your unique skills, talents, and callings in order to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's what it's all about. I'm going to pray for us soon. And as I do, the music team is going to come up and uh, prepare to sing uh, or lead us in a final song. And it's a time I would like for us to press in and be very contemplative of to what God is speaking to your heart. What God would have you to do now, do at All-American Chapel, and in life in order to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ, to see people saved for, the, for God. That's what it's all about. As All-American Chapel, we are one, we are unified, and we're equipped. And every single one of us here and in the pews is called by God 
Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for each of our teams. And I pray in your holy name, Jesus, that you would bless them, that you would anoint them with the purpose that you have called for them to do here now at All-American Chapel. God, that you would lead us forward for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you would not allow us to be at status quo, that you would not allow us as All-American Chapel to be settling for where we are because you're going to take us to awesome places, and I'm ready for revival. And I know all of our teams up here are ready for a revival of Jesus Christ to see transformations of lives for the gospel of Jesus. There's so many, God, in our community that need you. Let us be a beacon of light now and throughout the week, because, God, we are one. Help us to be one. God, your church, your body is unified. Help us to be unified when Satan tries to tear us apart and we are equipped. Help us, God, to move beyond any inhibitions that keep us from plugging in to where you have called us to love and to serve. And yes, God, that we do seek that which is greater yet, and that is love, that we love you, we love each other, and we advance the gospel of Jesus Christ in love. Through Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. That was this week's All-American Chapel Protestant Service podcast. Please tune in for next week's podcast.